Good evening, Natchitoches. It's Friday. We made it. The weather's a little bit yucky outside, but overall, I can't complain too much. It's nice and cool, and we've got a fairly sunny and beautiful weekend ahead of us. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation here on the Joe Cunningham Show, or use that KPL app chat to let your voice be heard. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac, located right around the corner 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette, or check them out online, servicegm.com. Now, you've heard all day the jobs report great numbers, exceeding expectations, 219,000 jobs created over the last month. However, there's an issue, and it's not it's not a uh, it's not a big red warning sign it's not one of those big sirens that you you would see like the the you know the the alarms going off the bells going off everything like that but it is a warning sign nonetheless let me turn it over to Rick Santelli of CNBC so that he can explain it a little bit better labor force participation reverses. This isn't a good sign. 62.8 is what we had. That was the best level going all the way back to February of 2020 when it was over 63. Now we back it up to 62.5. That is the lightest going all the way back to January of last year. Labor force participation is down, meaning that fewer Americans are taking part in the job market. we still have a very unstable economic situation. The good news is that we exceeded expectations, 219,000 jobs created. However, when you dig into the numbers, there are some things that are a bit of a concern. For example, how many of those 219,000 are people who are still picking up a second or third job because the inflation rate is still too high, prices are still too high for them? What does it mean if people are just giving up and getting out of the job market? We do see uh, the number of job openings dwindling in some areas. Manufacturing jobs are going down. Healthcare, the number of jobs in healthcare going up. Hospitality going up. Manufacturing, to a lesser extent, service, those are going down. Those are all signs that things are not quite as healthy as uh, the media, as the Biden administration all want to make it seem. The Biden administration uh, cheerleaded these numbers today. They were very excited about it. But there are some warning signs. Labor force participation going down is not a good sign. Now, again, it's a 0.3 percentage point drop. Doesn't seem like much. And nobody's really talking much about it, but it's a warning sign. Another warning sign is that most of the folks on Wall Street were pretty sure that the Fed would start dropping interest rates again now that the infl- interest rate, now that inflation was going down. But inflation is still stubbornly higher than where the Fed wants it to be. And today's report indicates that the job market is still kind of hot. So you can expect 
you can expect that the Fed is going to keep those interest rates high. So we went from having super high inflation to super high interest rates, but the inflation's not, it's kind of frozen where it is and still higher than where the Fed wants it to be, but the interest rates are going to stay higher. That has an impact on credit. That has an impact on the money you have available to you. A lot of people have been switching over to credit. A lot of people are now finding themselves priced out of homes and priced out of mortgages because of the interest rates and how they have an impact on, on large item purchases. There are a lot of things economically that are a problem. And then remember what I was talking about yesterday. There's some foreign affairs that go into this as well. The Biden administration has not taken a very active role up until recently. And even then it's been kind of, uh, it hasn't been as aggressive as maybe it should be. But you've got these, the, the, the Hothis in Yemen who basically shut down shipping in the Red Sea. That causes economic instability too. It's one of the major passageways for commerce globally. And shipments can't route can't be routed through there and there aren't that many paths that the ship that the ships could take to still get the goods where they need to go. That has an economic impact as well. So the Biden administration contributes to inflation. It spikes in ways that nobody uh, really intended for it to, but a lot of folks predicted it would probably spike pretty high. The interest rates have to go up because of it, and the global instability is going to cause more financial instability. The Biden administration wanted to call it Putin's uh, price hike on on gas on on oil and gas when Putin invaded Ukraine, remember? And we also have this worry the the, the grain shortage, um, uh, flowers and grains, because Ukraine is a, a, a breadbasket in the global community. We want to call it Putin's price hike, except Putin only felt emboldened because of Joe Biden to go into Ukraine. After looking at what happened in Afghanistan, Putin felt emboldened to go ahead and take what he wanted out of Ukraine. So you have the global instability, you have the domestic policy instability, and it's causing economic instability. So while they can cheer, yay, 219,000 jobs created, there's all these other factors going on globally that are causing a lot of issues for you and me. And it's not really something that some of us should feel comfortable cheering about. But it is happening. and We do need to keep an eye on it. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Let's go to the phone lines before we take our break. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Hey, Joe, this is Randall. How are you doing? Doing good, Randall. What you got? Uh, first of all, Happy New Year to everybody. Okay, I just heard you say about the Hooties, whatever they call themselves, that yeah. shut down shipping in the Red Sea. Yeah. I thought Joe's Bi- uh, Biden administration sent a very stern warning to those people to stop it. They they so wag they wag the finger and everything before we start judging. Okay, <laughs> they they wag the finger. Warning, sir, a stern warning. Stern warning. Yes. So, yes, uh, sir, a stern warning. Well, 
the U.S. Like and for six stern warnings. So let's give them a chance, okay? <laughs> I, would, I would like to. I would like to give them a chance. I think they wagged the finger at him in everything, uh, trying to tell the Hothies just calm down a little bit. But yeah, this a stern warning's not. A stern warning didn't work at the border. The stern warning didn't work against Vladimir Putin. It didn't. It's not working against no. uh, uh, Hamas. Uh, at some point, you got to figure you might need to do something a little bit more than strongly worded letters. I, I don't think they want to. I think they want to cause, you know, more economic inflation. Yeah. And that it, you know, they know that's going to happen. So, you know, you send a little cruise missile every now and then, hit an abandoned outhouse or something. Yeah. It just It's just crazy. And to think this man could possibly be reelected, although I don't think Biden will actually run. Something's going to happen, but... Uh, some Democrat could be reelected. It's well, just yeah, it's crazy. See, that's the end. Okay, well, let, let me go. Right. Uh, Cunningham, you have a great day. Thank All you, right, sir. Thank you very much, Randall. And, yeah, that's the thing is that a lot of this is caused by Biden. And, yes, there is, there's all these talking points about, well, maybe Biden's not going to end up running. I still don't think it's Michelle Obama. She hated the White House the first time. She hated uh, Barack for running. Uh, she did not want to be there. I don't think she has any interest in being in the White House. However, the Democrat National Convention is like a week after the Republicans. So if the Republicans nominate Donald Trump and they go and find somebody, Donald Trump has built his entire campaign already getting up to that moment. And then somebody else comes in. That changes the game with only a few months left to run the race. It's a fundamental game changer. They could very well replace Joe Biden at the convention. He can step down. He can say, thank you for your support. I've done enough. I'm going to step aside, let a younger generation go. That could very well happen. I don't know who they would go to. My thought is still they'd look at somebody like Gretchen Whitmer. Can't go with Kamala Harris. She's the most disliked person, probably the most disliked politician in the entire country. Nobody likes Kamala Harris. Gavin Newsom is far too far to the left. They go with him and is absolutely a nail in the coffin for the Democratic Party as far as the presidency goes. But Gretchen Whitmer, maybe. Another Democratic governor, maybe. Now, given especially the rhetoric of the last couple weeks, they've got to go off their DEI checklist. Gretchen Whitmer is a woman, but she's a white woman. Maybe if they find a, a, somebody who could be more qualified by, by virtue of being of a different race. Maybe. But it all comes back to this. And I, I said this a long time ago, and I, I, I really stand by this. I really do think that the, because the way the polling looks, because of the way the polling looks, the first part, because the, 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 the polling that everybody sees the independents don't want a rematch of 2020. The first party to replace the front runner with somebody else is probably the party that's guaranteed to win. But who do the Democrats have? That's still a mystery. We have a Republican primary. The Democrats don't. Speaking of Donald Trump, we do need to talk about the breaking news with the Supreme Court. We'll have that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number. You can use the KPL app chat to be part of the conversation. 
It's the 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends just around the corner. They are Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row. Talking about service Chevrolet Cadillac, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette or servicegm.com. Guess what? If you are a, uh, if you are in the military, you're a first responder, you're an educator, there's good news. They have special pricing. For those of you who have served our country, our community, and our kids. That's one, just one of the many things that makes Service Chevrolet Cadillac such a great provider for all of your automotive needs here in Acadiana. They are a place that has new inventory every day, new and used cars right there on the lot, parts and service department to help you out if you've got any sort of problem, body shop, collision center, fine line, custom auto, They've got the wash if you just need to go in and get a quick cleanup. It's all there for you at Service Chevrolet Cadillac. 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette. ServiceGM.com. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet. Their family serving yours for the last 50 years. One more point to make before I move over to the next part of the conversation, which is about the Supreme Court's decision to take up Donald Trump's 14th Amendment case. It is true that U.S. payrolls increased by 216,000. That is objectively true, and that is overall pretty good. The problem is the numbers. When you dig down into the numbers, let me reiterate this. When you dig down into the numbers, where are these jobs appearing? Who is getting these jobs? What industries are thriving? What industries are struggling? It's not all good news for the American economy, and it's part of a larger problem globally, and those problems that are happening here at home and globally can be traced directly back to the Biden administration. All right, 232-1542 is the number. Use the app chat to... uh, to take part in the conversation, the Supreme Court taking up the 14th Amendment case. Have that here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPL app chat to be part of the conversation. The Supreme Court has decided to take up the case of the 14th Amendment. Donald Trump's uh, asked the Supreme Court to take up the case. They... Uh, it, it had already been sent to the Supreme Court. He, he basically asked them to, hey, go ahead and do it. Uh, they have agreed arguments will start on February 8th pertaining to Trump being kicked off of the ballot. Uh, here is the uh, official certiorari-granted statement from the Supreme Court. The petition for a writ of certiorari was granted. The case is set for oral argument on Thursday, February 8th. Petitioner's brief on the merits and any amicus curiae brief in support or in support of uh, in, su- in support or in support of neither party uh, are to be filed on or before Thursday, January 18th. Respondents briefs on the merits and any amicus briefs in support are to be filed on or before Wednesday, January 31st. The, rep- the reply brief, if any, is to be filed before 5 p.m. Monday, February 5th. 
So we're going to have that uh, we're going to have that that Supreme Court argument on the or, or the not uh, we're going to have that Supreme Court decision uh, coming up fairly soon. Can Trump be kicked off the ballot for insurrection? Can he be found in violation of the Fourteenth Amendment? It's really as much as as you're probably hearing from media sources that absolutely yeah, and the Democrats say absolutely yeah. It's really, really very murky for a couple different reasons. We have a law. There is actual in the U.S. Code. There is statute for what insurrection is and the punishment for it. But that that law or that that was entered into the U.S. Code long after the 14th Amendment was written. The 14th Amendment also doesn't specifically state president of the United States. It does not say you can't be president of the United States if you engaged in insurrection, which, again, I don't think Donald Trump did. I don't think January 6th was insurrection. But it's very murky legal ground. Some of you who are in favor of it, you're going to say, oh, but all these legal scholars have all said it, it absolutely. Well, there's legal scholars that say it's BS. There is no consensus on it. It is untested legally. My opinion is the same as it was when this first started. We have a law in the books. Yes, the law, the law was put into the U.S. Code after the 14th Amendment was written. But we have a law in the books that specifically states what insurrection is. Donald Trump has not been charged with, much less found guilty of that. So could he be in violation of the 14th Amendment? I don't think so. Then there is the fact that we once again just have inconsistent standards among the left. Julie Chavez Rodriguez, manager of Biden's reelection campaign, in a call with reporters this week said not even during the Civil War did insurrectionists breach our capital, but at the urging of Donald Trump, insurrectionists on January 6, 2021 did. Except, except Julie Chavez Rodriguez is wrong. A Puerto Rican nationalist breached the Capitol in 1954 and shot five members of Congress. Jimmy Carter commuted their sentences. In California, you had a bunch of anti-Semitic pro-Hamas protesters who stormed the California Capitol, disrupted the legislature, caused the legislature to go out of session, halted all legislative business for several hours. The Democrats have told us those actions are insurrection, but they're not saying that for these protesters in California. It's inconsistent standards. Years ago, activists stormed the Wisconsin Capitol, disrupted legislative proceedings there, and they were cheered on by Democrats. 
in the summer of 2020, you had Antifa, Democratic activists, who were attempting to breach government buildings, including police stations, across the country, setting fire to American business, storming the streets. And they were cheered on by Democrats. And you were actually called a racist if you thought they were doing something wrong. These are inconsistent standards. If you apply the standards of the Democratic Party from all these other cases to January 6th, if what Donald Trump, if what you say Donald Trump did, inciting an, ins- an insurrection, if you think Donald Trump incited an insurrection on January 6th, you think Kamala Harris incited an insurrection when he when she and her organization raised money and donated money to get people out of jail for doing what they did during 2020. But just by the letter of the 14th Amendment and by the letter of the by the letter of the law, he did not, and he hasn't been charged with it, much less found guilty of it. I think the Supreme Court is going to say, no, you can't remove him from the ballot on the for, on in on the grounds of the Fourteenth Amendment. If he hasn't had due process to find him guilty of treason or insurrection, and you can't do it arbitrarily, because essentially, again, I go back to what I said at the time when the Colorado Supreme Court made their decision. The Colorado Supreme Court, in order to do what they did, had to decide what, without Trump being uh, being found guilty before a jury of his peers, without Donald Trump being given due process on a charge of insurrection, they declared him de facto guilty of insurrection so they could bar him from the ballot. That's not how the justice system works. That is in itself a violation of the Constitution, what the Constitution provides in terms of rights for American citizens. I do think the Supreme Court shuts down what Colorado has done. I do think that they are going to shut down what the main Secretary of State did. The main Secretary of State went above and beyond the just arbitrary decision. Even California said, nah, we're not going this route. We're not doing that. We're going to let the voters decide. There is an argument to be made there that by doing this, Colorado and Maine are actually infringing on the rights of people to vote because they cannot vote for their candidate because the governments there have just made this arbitrary decision. There, that argument is being made right now that, that the, the right to vote for whoever you want is being denied because of the actions of the Colorado Supreme Court and the main Secretary of State. But this gets to an, another issue from today. See, Joe Biden's giving this speech, and he once again goes into how much of a threat to democracy Donald Trump is. And how the extremist Republicans, the MAGA Republicans, they're, they're, they're going to destroy this country. See, everything I'm saying right now is based on the Constitution and the original meaning of the words of the Constitution. It's what originalism is. Donald, Joe Biden is talking about maintaining democracy, maintaining the Constitution, that Donald Trump would violate the Constitution 
the Constitution is written in such a way that you can't do what Joe Biden is accusing or implying that Donald Trump would do. You know, for the longest time when Barack Obama was in office, a bunch of conservatives were panicked that Barack Obama would just say, you know what, I'm not leaving office. And you heard it all the time from folks who were just terrified that Barack Obama would just by executive fiat or whatever decide to stay in office and never leave. That was something that was constantly mentioned by folks. It never happened. It cannot happen. The left said the same thing about Donald Trump. Oh, they're terrified Donald Trump is just going to stage a military coup. He's just going to stay in the White House and never leave because he just refuses to accept the other. He can't do that. People who read or watched the series for The Handmaid's Tale, they really think that something like that could happen as though the, the system that we have is just so weak that it would collapse like that, that easily. It cannot happen like that. The system is not that weak. The system is not so weak that somebody like Barack Obama or Donald Trump could just stay in office afterwards. The military doesn't listen to those guys as of noon on Inauguration Day. It does not matter if you think the election was stolen or not. Constitutionally speaking, they cannot, once it's all certified, they cannot, the military does not follow them anymore. They do not follow their orders and they are no longer the chief executive. The system is not so weak that one person can overturn it. And yet the Democrats are trying to share all this fear about it right now. That is not how the system works. One man cannot overturn. A bunch of crazy people storming the Capitol can't overturn the system. It's not going to happen from the left or the right. And anybody going around panicked that it can't, anybody going around saying, oh my God, it's handmaid's tale, handmaid's tale, actually know nothing about the system and how strong the system that was developed by the founders, by the framers of our Constitution, actually is. And that is a level of ignorance in our civic system that we have to at some point address. Anyway, let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. We're almost out of time, but before we go, I do want to tell you that, yes, I understand it can be uh, nerve-wracking to go to any sort of doctor's office, including the dentist, especially if you haven't been in a while, but my dentist, Dr. Daniel Deku and Associates, they take the stress out of doctor's appointments. It is fantastic just how at ease they can put you while still taking you through the necessary dental hygiene that you need to just live a healthier life. They offer dental exams. They can look at everything, x-rays, take a quick look in, see what's up with fillings you may have had in the past that need to be redone or reworked, any new cavities you might have gotten over the last few years, whatever it may be. If you haven't been in years to see your dentist or you don't have a dentist, you're like me, you you know, I, I moved in uh, all, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Oh, God, it's almost 12 years. Jeez. Anyway, you've over a de- I moved here over a decade ago. For the longest, I didn't have a dentist here because my dentist was back home and just never 
thought about it, but but I found Dr. Daniel Deku and Associates went by. They made it so easy to reverse years of neglect. They can do the same for you. Just go check them out. Their website is thelafayettedentist.com. You can read more about what services they can provide, what they can do to help you, and contact them through their located on Kali Saloom in Lafayette. Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates, definitely give them a shot. They can do so much for you. All right, before we go, uh, prayers up for Representative Congressman Steve Scalise uh, from here in Louisiana. Uh, released a statement earlier today. Uh, he has completed induction chemotherapy, and he is eligible for a stem cell transplant. He will be undergoing the transplant process, and this marks a major milestone in his recovery for multiple myeloma. However, he's going to be out of Congress until next month. This month, we have a battle over funding, and that just once again narrows that razor-thin majority that the Republicans have in the House. Wish him well on his treatment, not trying to say he needs to rush back and, and, and do the job of Congress. But it's worth keeping in mind that Republicans have a very uphill battle. They have a lot of things they're asking for. And I think they're asking for the right things like tying border security to any foreign aid that goes out uh, to any other country. But the Republicans are going to have a fight on their hands because of it. And and if they lose some of their own, you know, much less not having the Democrats on board, that's going to be a problem. And a lot of hardline conservatives are starting to buck Mike Johnson a little bit, even though I think he's got the right path forward for the House. We'll see going forward, though. All right, guys, it is, it's been a, a great week. Hope you guys have a fantastic evening and weekend. I'll talk to you again soon. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or email Joe at redstate.com. The podcast is going live shortly. You can find it at Substack. If you go to Substack.com, uh, search for the Joe Cunningham Show there, you'll be able to find the podcast, my writings, everything like that. If you get the podcast through Apple or Spotify or one of those services, give it a rating and a review. Helps the show grow. I appreciate every one of you who listens live and all of you who are listening to the podcast. Uh, Just blessed to have you. You guys, talk to you again soon here on The Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL.